Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And hey, here we are. This is Second Half Now. This is a radio show for boomers and beyonders, and we're very serious about providing meaningful and valuable content for those of us in the 50-plus generation, because life looks different once you pass that 50-yard line. And so uh, we are bringing valuable content to you every time, and today is uh, extraordinary. We have a guest in studio today that is really going to help deal with some of the uh, the family issues and teen issues. I'm not even going to say uh, very much more about that right yet. We'll introduce him in a couple of moments. But um, want to uh, introduce uh, Dr. Hogan, who is our co-host, and uh, we have a good word for today. I do have a good word for Excellent. today. The word is thriving. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. John 10.10 10 tells us that the thief comes to kill, mm-hmm. steal, and destroy. Yeah. But the Lord has come that we might have life and have it with abundance. And that's what we are focusing on today. Families, the world has nothing but, but uh, pressures on families these days and challenges and obstacles. But the Lord wants families to thrive. And that's what our guest is here about today. And it's going to be great. You know, when you talk about the thief coming in to steal, kill, and destroy, the thief has come into our homes. And that is going to be the center uh, understanding of our talk today, because it is our kids, our teenagers, our um, even our adult-aged kids, our millennials, and uh, this is going to be a very, very valuable discussion, because the challenge in our culture today, that our kids have so many distractions and dangers. I don't have teens in the home anymore, but I raised a few, and right. uh, they were distracted, and uh, they got close to danger um, in those influences, and we're going to hear about that today, and what we might be able to do and resource and give valuable tools for parents, particularly with the organization and the executive director that is here today. I'm keeping it a secret. We haven't introduced <laughs> him yet, so <laughs> I just want to make sure that we have the attention of the parents and the grandparents, uh, because um, it is the it is the grandparents sometimes that can have an even better uh, uh, relational connection during certain times of a child's life. You bridge that uh, that that generation, and uh, grandpa can have some. My dad had a great influence uh, on my kids, right. and I was so so thankful for that. So, what happens when a teenager gets in trouble? What can we do about it? That's going to be our conversation today. And the uh, title of today's show is Help and Hope for Teens and families. And so we're going to get to that right after we remind our listeners today, Denise, about our core topics. And we keep calling them that. Uh, We kind of thrashed around a bit trying to figure out what we're going to call these things. But uh, these are the areas that we deal with in life. And uh, whether you're 70 or whether you're 27, but uh, of course, our audience um, is pretty much in the 50 plus. But uh, home and family is number one core topic. Number two is health and wellness. Number three, budget and finances. Number four, heart and soul. And number five, work and purpose. And everything that we do, everything that we worry about, everything that we're taking care of, our to-do list, our calendar, our schedule, our checkbook, everything 
pretty much can fall into one of those categories. And that's why we have guests in that can uh, bring their expertise and their uh, specialization. That's exactly what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. And I keep teasing because I'm about to introduce <laughs> him. What do you think? So the point of all those core topics is that we want our listeners to learn how to follow their calling and to live a life that matters. And so today, obviously, we're going to square in on home and family. And again, the topic title for today is Help and Hope for Teens and Families. So here we go. I'm going to introduce our guest, uh, Chuck Hagley, who is the executive director of Project Patch, a regional ministry. In fact, even probably beyond a ministry, because Chuck, you were saying that uh, you've made presentations. I heard something about the East Coast and China and uh, some other places. Let's hear about that. But thank you, Chuck, for coming in today. And welcome to Second Half Now. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here with you today. We've had some conversations ahead of time, uh, including a couple days ago, and uh, and I, I met Chuck a couple of years ago, actually, uh, under a different uh, set of circumstances, and uh, very impressed with their work, and we're happy to uh, to bring everything about Chuck Hagley and Project Patch to our show today. We sure are. Project Patch is, what a fantastic organization, and I encourage our audience to go check it out right now at projectpatch.org. And having a chance to talk with, uh, with you, Chuck, the other day was, was fantastic. And one of the things that I realized is while you are knee-deep, elbow-deep in challenges that families face and dealing with teens that are in trouble, that is not your core and only focus. What, you're, what really I'm understanding is at the heart of what you do is really reaching out to families across the spectrum, whether they are what we would call a healthy family or a family facing some pretty severe obstacles. And so let's start out by just talking about the condition of the family today. Well, every family is under pressure. I mean, I think the reality that, that we're facing is that families are being pulled apart Every single family is. And there's some families out there that look on social media and look at other families and say, wow, they, they must have it easy. No family has it easy anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the pressure's on. Every family has scheduling challenges. There's worries. There's things that are pulling families apart. And so we're recognizing as an organization that family is probably one of the most important things that our society is built on. And the challenges that are facing it are not just time constraints. I mean, families are busy with kids going everywhere, but there's just this pull right now in which it's hard for families to relate to each other. Um, there's a lot of isolation happening in families. And as a ministry, what we're really feeling called to is that when families are strong, kids are strong. When families are strong, churches are strong. You know, when, when families are strong, communities are strong. Mm, absolutely. And so it really, for us, is a call to... to not only impact the troubled teens that we've dealt with for years, but what would it look like if families elevate their, their impact on their kids and their community? I think a lot of it has to do with uh, being intentional because it's so easy to get into a career or get into, you know, the kind of the routine of things and we just kind of do the best we can. But if we are a little bit more intentional and in making sure that we are doing the kinds of things that are going to build the family, uh, I think we have better outcomes. You know, that makes sense. Also, in terms of what Chuck is saying, if we're not intentional, then all of those pressures mm -hmm. right. just cloud everything that we're doing and make it really difficult for us to respond intentionally and reach goals and be impactful. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me is that there's, as a parent, we're always looking at what are my 
how can I find some peace right now? Mm-hmm. And so we're yeah. reacting to the situation. And, and I mean, to me, we, as a parent, you say some of the dumbest things in the short term just because you want, you want quiet. And so, you know, you can remember, as, as most of us can think about the last argument you had in the, as a family, it was ridiculous, but you just needed that peace. And so there's a lot of things that parents are doing short term just because it feels like life is out of hand. And so we want that that peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the things that take long-term success so many times are so much more uncomfortable. Um, let me give an example is that is that for generations now, parents have been teaching stranger danger. Right. It's one right. of the things that mm-hmm. it's taught in school. It's it's one of the things that, that parents have, have been teaching because the fear of molestation is is overwhelming sure. um, to parents right. nowadays. But the the thing that's interesting about that is that at some point for a child to succeed in life, they need to be able to deal with people that are different from them, right. be able to deal with strangers in an appropriate right. way. Right. Um, right. But kids aren't taught that because they're taught to fear strangers. And suddenly they find themselves in a work environment, you know, as, as a Christian audience, Christians are taught to really connect with the world around them. That's different. But kids have never been taught that. And so it's easy to teach stranger danger, but really the key parenting skill is really teaching tricky people Mm. and that is way Mm. harder to teach than than stranger danger and so what we're saying to parents is that is that we understand that the topics that you're facing nowadays are harder than ever before Um, that the impulse is going to be to take the short-term answer that's easier to deal with but nowadays parents have been called to this higher level of of how do we connect with our kids in a way that really requires a lot of relational intelligence, some vulnerability, um, being able to talk about stuff that we might not have answers about, but our kids depend on us to be able to take that harder route right. um, and deal with the harder things. You know, the word on it that's coming to mind as you're speaking is discernment. Mm-hmm. It's not just a flat rule to teach our kids to follow. That's not going to work. We need to teach them how to look at a situation pick it apart and make a good decision yeah and some of these threats are people Mm -hmm. but they're also some activities and behaviors and so forth and influences go tell us a little bit about uh, what you see as the as the threats let's say to to um, you know older kids and teenagers what are the things that are getting them off track well one of the things that we spend a lot of time training on is is internet pornography right and what i find um staggering about internet pornography is is that it isolates kids mm-hmm. um, it takes them out of relationship this is the 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 crazy thing about about the types of things our teenagers are doing for pleasure especially with 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 the internet is that they won't maybe even feel the the sting of that they might not even feel the consequences of that until years later. Right. I mean, they're robbing from their futures in ways that they can't mm-hmm. even discern. I mean, it seems right. everybody's doing it. It's fine. It's, it's not going to hurt me. And they might not feel the effects of it right away. And so as an organization, what we see is kids are being, being robbed. Right. Um, the, the verse that you shared earlier, steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. That is what's happening to these kids. And so th- what they're viewing online, the access to stuff online and then the, the fact that as they participate in some of these things, their expectation for relationship, their ability to relate to people around them, all sorts of elements are being stolen from them. That's right. That's such a powerful insight because when parents and or grandparents sort of stand back and say, well, you know, everybody's doing it. And what can we do anyway? We can't mm-hmm. stop it, you mm-hmm. know, because he's got his own device, his own laptop or smartphone yeah. or something. But but the term that you're using uh, that... Uh, so they're having their future stolen from them. So mm-hmm. it's not just 
uh, a passing fad or something that is disrupting right now. Well, and I think there's parents out there, and, and we can relate to it. Technology is typically they put out something and then they come out with a better version of it. Yeah. And we're waiting for the better version that takes out the pornography from the internet. That's right. not coming. Right. As, as every new new medium is 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 coming out mm-hmm. from Instagram to Facebook to all these things that that can be really positive. There's a way that all this negativity comes into it. Right. Um, and so for us, we're saying that technology is not going to solve this problem. It's a time for higher levels of relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. What else? Besides, uh, you talked about online pornography. What else? Well, if you go to colleges nowadays and start talking to professors, deans of universities, you start talking to professors that care, you discover that there is a generation of young men, especially, that are being torn out by, by video games. Mm. Um, the fact that they're escaping into this, it's causing some really challenges from everything from sleep to their eating habits. Yeah. And video games are, are can be fun. But there's a point that they lose control with a lot of, especially young men nowadays. Like that an are, addiction. Like oh, a definitely. Behavior. Yeah. Well, and you know, I have to add something in here because I have very recently come from a college campus and have absolutely seen this. And one of the things that's very interesting and sneaky about this, so talk about tricky individuals, tricky, um, or what do we, we call it, um, businesses. The whole arena of building of video games when in order to get to progress from one level to another you have to play the game for a certain amount of time it captures yeah. it captures mm-hmm. you it's more than just a capturing you of oh i can't break away really there's just insidious aspects mm-hmm. of the games that hold you to it and even though i want to break away i have to give up so much just to take an hour mm-hmm. or two to go do my homework. Yeah, the different level and the points and the awards exactly. and all that stuff. Well, I think that's interesting that you say that, Denise, because part of, especially when I'm, I'm dealing with parents and, and especially grandparents, the impulse is, why don't they just quit? Yeah. You know, right. just stop. Right. And we have to realize that our kids' majority can't. They mm-hmm. can't. We're going to hear more about that answer, about uh, the things, the challenges that are stealing. In fact, uh, the the verse was, the enemy comes to steal, and then you're using, Chuck, the phrase that they are actually robbing these kids of their future. So stealing and robbing, it all fits together. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. 
If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, We are very thankful for our partners that make this show possible. And if you're listening to this show, it's obviously free. It's on the radio But there's a lot behind the scenes in terms of uh, providing everything that's needed to bring this valuable content to you. So you just heard three of our uh, main sponsors, Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, and 24-7 Properties. We want to add to that list Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial, Dream Trips, Portland City Acupuncture with uh, Mariko, our new friend, and Next Phase Coaching with Eric Howard, and Denise, you have a couple more on your list. Oh, yes, you do. We have Media Marketing with Randy Sanford and Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors. And, you know, I penciled in on my list, and I didn't have the time to get it over to yours, and that is a brand-new uh, sponsor and partner, and that is uh, Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Family Chiropractic. Fantastic. And Maximize Living. Well, welcome so. to Dr. Dan. Yeah, exactly. Great stuff. So let's get back into it. I mean, I'm feeling like I need to kind of hurry because we have so much to talk about, but we don't want to go too fast. We want to make sure that the things that we're talking about really making an impression because what, and again, the title of this show is Help and Hope for Teens and Families. So let's get back into it. You you know, you were talking to us about the kinds of, um, the kinds of ways, especially with the with internet, that kids can be robbed of their of, of their childhood and robbed of their future. Uh, but you know, pretty much all of our kids are playing video games these mm-hmm. days. Yes, there are some families that have said no and hold that line, but that's really tough. So what is the point at which a parent needs to take some action here? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because as an organization, we're not against media. You know, we're not against the internet. We believe that even social media brings a lot of connection, you know, and it also brings a, a shadow side. Um, video games can be a lot of fun and, and provide a great, a great learning and a, and a, a way to, to, to play together. But it also brings a shadow side. What we see with families is that there's a point um, in which 
we call it the crazy cycle Emerson Egrich teaches it in which the family's blown apart. Parents are feeling disrespected, kids are feeling unloved, and they're being stretched apart. It's, it happens all the time. Mm. <laughs> a lot of families, it happens on the way to church, but it, it just yeah. happens. <laughs> um, and, and so a lot of families are going between the crazy cycle and, and coming back together, but some families, after a while, the crazy becomes normal. Mm. And what we find with that is that kids want to feel stable. And so kids will start finding other ways to feel stable. A lot of that natural impulse that kids have is that they're going to find it through community. And there's already that push that kids have to connect with their friends over their parents. But that becomes a higher and higher connection where their parents' influence goes lower and, and they're relying on their pack of friends to, to really feel feel connected. So that is natural, but it can cause mm-hmm. a problem if, mm-hmm. if parents don't have a, have a say in their kid's life. Um, we start seeing it with substances. Um, and so kids that start um, experimenting with drugs and alcohol, um, we find it with relationships. And so um, especially with girls that start becoming hypersexualized. Um, we already mentioned the pornography and video games. But what these kids are doing at the deepest levels that they're trying to find stability. Right. And they find that these activities have the promise of stability, but they leave them longing. And so, you know, whether it's that sort of family. And, and one other thing I want to say is that we've talked a lot about the destructive stuff. Um, there's some things that families feel pushed to that are the same steal, kill, and destroy, but they look good on the outside. Um, there's families out there right now that appear to have everything together. Um, but perfectionism is destroying those families. Um, they... Kids are being pressed to have really great grades, to be the athletes that are traveling around the competing mm-hmm. the country, competing against other other kids, and and the pressure mm-hmm. to hold it together. Um, they put on a smile; it looks great on Facebook, but behind the scenes, these kids are panicked. Anxiety is ripping through. Um, some people hold it together, but what we find is that that addictions, especially some of these silent, hidden things like pornography, ends up being the escape mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, for this this perfectionism and so you know we can look at at families from all sides of it but we're telling families is that it's hard as parents you don't have a manual for what you do but we're saying you have to be engaged Mm -hmm. Um, you have to start the discussions you need to be willing to say um, how are you doing I need to connect with you. What are what's going on in your life? You need to be able to put the pause button for your kids because they're not self-disciplined. Um, all these sorts of things really is calling for a higher level of engagement and parenting skill. Right. It's it's requiring parents to step up. I think that there's been a, a, a generation where where schools and churches and the leadership there have done a lot of the work of parenting for us, and we've gotten used to that. And now we need to turn our hearts back to our children and our grandchildren. And just as you said, ask them, talk to them, check in, communicate to them that we want relationship with them. Mm -hmm. I think that is a beautiful message for you to bring to us today. Chuck, thank you for that. And we've got a whole lot more to talk with Chuck Hagley about, the executive director of Project Patch. And our time on this segment for on air part is about up. We're going to wrap up this one, but uh, I just want to urge everybody to go to our website and uh, and hear the part two, the podcast there, because that's where a lot of good stuff is going to be. We've just, in a lot of ways, just gotten started. So you want to go to secondhalfnow.com. You'll also find contact information for Project Patch and uh, Chuck, the executive director, um, if you uh, just mouse over the uh, the title of this podcast, and then it'll open up to a 
beautifully done landing page. It opens up a whole lot of other stuff. So I appreciate that, Chuck, for for you sending that in. So the the title of today's show is Help and Hope for Teens and Families. We have coming up a former TV uh, sports reporter who's going to be talking about the unique spiritual challenges and opportunities for men. And we're going to have someone come in and talk about how to care for an aging loved one and someone, uh, a leading expert on solopreneurship, kind of a coined phrase. We're anxious well to mm-hmm. talk to her. Yeah, so it's uh, secondhalfnow.com. All of our shows there uh, go to the, uh, the the archive tab, and you can listen. You can do a binge listening, <laughs> and you can listen to your heart's content. Each show is about an hour. Uh, great content. And again, we're trying to provide value and meaningful stuff for our listeners uh, so that they can thrive. That was the word that you started off with, Denise, so that they can thrive and uh, live a life that uh, that matters, doing That's the things true. that really that really count. So uh, we want to encourage you to tune in every Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on KKPZ 1330. And then, of course, you can hear part two of this show, and we're going to bridge right over to that. So uh, if you're heading home, uh, get to your computer, your device, your laptop, whatever you need to. And go to secondhalfnow.com and hear part two of the podcast for Chuck Hagley and Project Patch. Let's uh, let's see, your website is projectpatch.org? Correct. Okay. And um, lots of contact information available there. So help and hope for teens and families. Lots more to talk about. You want to go over to the other side. So that is uh, our show for today. Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Let's continue our conversation with Chuck Hagley and Project Patch on part two of our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we are continuing our conversation with Chuck Hagley, the executive director of Project Patch. And we are deep into the subject already. Chuck, thank you very much again for being here with us today on Second Half Now. Oh, it's great to be talking about these things. You know, I, I know that you're one of these guys that I could ask one question and you could just take off uh, and talk for hours because you're deep into it. I mean, you're working with families and kids and everything a, a lot with Project Patch. Well, and and I think to be to be blunt about it is that this is something that, that wakes us up as an organization. Exactly. You know, and, and right. the more you get into it, the more you see that there's people all around that are, are – feeling the effects of, of families being broken. Yeah. Right. And and so and the, and also the good news about this is that is that God has a plan and can do restoring like never before. Mm, I mean there that. is power yeah. available and so you know maybe we we can focus on the doom and gloom of fear but but on the other side of it as an organization that's been working with kids now for 31 years there are more resources today 
than there ever have been. That's and so, exactly and so right. that's the that's the good news that that I you know excites me and wants me to get to work is that it's not a spirit of fear. It's a fear. It's a spirit that people need to get out there and, and take advantage of of what's available. Very good. Oh, I like that because God is in the business of uh, restoration and redeeming, mm-hmm. oh. and uh, that's so powerful. And uh, you know, I, as when I had when my kids were at home here, we're a happy family. You know, mom and dad and three kids. And when my kids got into trouble, I thought, oh, my gosh, what are the people in my church mm. going to think? I mean, I'm the pastor, and why can't I control my kids better than this? So, And we were talking a little bit about that, uh, but we want to move on with some other things. But our title for today is Help and Hope for Teens and Families. So we're talking about some of the dysfunctions, some of the distractions, some of the enemies that come into our homes and uh, mm. mess things up for us in a big way. So let's get back into the uh, into the w- where we left off with uh, part one. This is absolutely. part two, available only <laughs> on the podcast. That's right, and I would absolutely recommend that our audience go back and check in with part one because it really lays the stage for this conversation. And and one of the things that um, Chuck was telling us in the first half, Dan, was that every family is pressured. And I just want to throw that back out there again. So the idea of the happy, healthy, got-it-all-together family next door is a fable. Every family is challenged and pressured. But at the same time, there are some families that are dealing with those challenges in ways that creates a healthy, predictable safe home for their children despite all of what's out there causing those pressures and challenges or even things within their own parenting growing up years that might that might be causing those pressures so what I'm really excited about in this part of the program is to start getting into that positive side of things Mm -hmm. the help for families that's readily available but before we do that let's just take a second and set the stage Every family is challenged. So what does a healthy family look like? You know, uh, uh, the healthiest families that, that we deal with understand that there's a complexity to the personalities in their family, that every family member God knitted in a, in a way that brings uniqueness and drives us crazy at times, right. but is, is beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so to us, really helping families understand that, that this isn't easy because God put together different personalities, different ways of approaching projects um, that sometimes appear to be dysfunctional because it's out of context, but really it can strengthen us in, a, in an amazing way. Um, I like to think that, that in families, kids you know, are, are grown by family. They reach heights that they want without, without a strong family. And parents are the same way. Is that yeah, we reach sure. heights that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for family. And so mm-hmm. strong families understand that there's differences, and these differences are, are things that can drive us crazy, but they can also take us to to places that weren't possible before. And so that comes with an understanding of, of individuality, basing our communication that that we have to approach each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. That communication takes a skill set um, that's not natural for us. It it the listening is is hard. Um, we also teach that that families that are are really thriving are able to step into conflict. It's not that they don't have conflict. There's conflict all over the place. Um, but instead of having that that natural fear, you know, we talk about fight, flight, freeze. Right. Um, instead of that being the predominant thing that takes over when we're in conflict, we recognize that we need to respond to the situation, respond to the needs of the kids around us and our personal needs too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so thriving families can do that. They, they have conflict. They, they fight. <laughs> um, they have struggles. They have un- insecurities, all these things. But instead of running from those things, they step into it. And finally, what we say is thriving families take the time to really understand what pulls them together. Mm-hmm. You know, what are their values? Um, a lot of families spend a lot of time t- taking it, looking at rules. And because the rules are their focus, they really never look at what's behind the rules that, that motivate our family. Um, can I g- give a quick example about Please pornography? Do. And so families might say, no pornography in our home. Great rule. Um, but then they end up teetering on that edge. You know, this isn't pornography. This is a really good movie that's rated R that has mm. a great theme to it. Mm-hmm. That might be true, but it's pornographic. Mm. <laughs> you know, this is um, swimsuit history of, of mm. Sports Illustrated. This is, And so they end up dancing on that line and it causes a lot of personal and relationship harm. What we're saying is if the family has a value that says we protect the innocent and we value purity, you know, if the family can agree on that and then it pulls them away from those things, realizing that pornography as an industry, you can talk to the people at Shared Hope. It's an industry that deals with that, that thrives on um, breaking down innocence, Hmm. you know? And so as a family, if you can agree on values that stir the heart, um, you avoid all sorts of, of stuff. And so, you know, for us as an organization, these are the building blocks. These are the foundations. Tough delay. Um, but when families can start dealing with these things in a thing that we call reality, um, amazing things, amazing things happen, both for the kids and for the parents. That's really great. You know, what I'm hearing in that is is a reasonable look at mm-hmm. families. It is not reasonable to expect that your children will grow up and not challenge your authority and not make mistakes. What do we do when those things happen? Do we have a freak out? Oh, no, my mm-hmm. family's a wreck. Or do we embrace that and say, okay, just like when they were two, we knew they were going to start saying no now that they're 16 and they're doing some behaviors that ah, cause yeah. our alarm bells to go off. Do we flee from that or do we accept that as natural in a healthy family and then use some strategies to keep the peace Mm -hmm. while we resolve the differences that is what i'm hearing at what you're saying and to me that is just sets people free instead of rules how about figuring out how to navigate this as a family together according to the things we together agree are important what a change well, and I want to insert here, Chuck, uh, in your work, and you you work with families, uh, you know, that are at various stages of dysfunction. I've heard people like you say, "Well, every family is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Every it's just in a different way and a different level or, or intensity." But um, I like the, what you're saying about the reasons behind the rules. Uh, so, if we understand the basic principles, if if we can impart that to our kids, it's not the rule itself; it's what behind it's what behind it. And mm-hmm. I and I believe that um, one of the main uh, uh, causes of rebellion is rules without reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and because when that rebellion comes, they don't, ha- they don't know the reason. Mm-hmm. And if the parents mm-hmm. will take some time to actually lay those foundational reasons down, because then you have certain principles that, that are important. Yeah. So, uh, and do you see that in your, in your work yeah, with the kids? W- w- kids, I mean, teens by, by nature, are in that pushback phase, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and you see that, and, and I appreciate what you're saying is because it's a natural thing that, that God places or else they'd stay in your basement forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but so many times that pushback becomes something that we just push against. We mm. feel like it's disrespect yeah. when they do it. Mm. I mean, so the ability to expect it and the ability for us to realize that we have to communicate age appropriately and multiple times. Mm. Um, yeah. So much of what we're dealing with, and we talked about some of these attacks that are, are coming, um, it's a process of handing off self-discipline. And so mm. our kids mm-hmm. aren't disciplined when it comes to technology. They're not right. self-disciplined when it comes to their purity a lot of times. Right. Um, it's something that parents are managing, but really for our kids to be successful, how do we get to the point that they understand the values, they understand the long-term impacts of these things, they understand right. the practices that support our values um, so that they can be self-disciplined about it. And that's, that's a fun conversation to have. We teach it on a edge of a cliff. Because families get it when you're standing on a cliff and you realize what pulls us towards safety. Mm -hmm. And then the idea that can we place rules in our family that are are buffer rules that we know when we cross this rule that we're on dangerous ground. Maybe we haven't done a moral collapse, but our heart should beat a little faster, you know, Mm -hmm. to to do that. And so as a whole family, to be able to do a cliffside experience and then to drive a family through an experience in which they talk about what pulls them together and, and come up with a family covenant it's not easy to do, but the families that do it, you can see a peace and a security come to the kids. Not to say they won't ever push back mm-hmm. against those things, but you find that, that, they, that they feel a security. A lot of the kids we have at our youth ranch don't have any buffers. They have no rules around them. You'd think that they're totally happy because they have all the freedom in the world. These kids are the mm. miserablest kids yeah. out there. Kids yeah. long for knowing that the parents have values and that they'll yeah. protect them. Well, here's what brain research has helped us know about that, and that is our human brain likes predictability. Mm. That's what it wants. Mm-hmm. And if something new, it comes, we come upon something new, that is an anxiety moment mm-hmm. until we are able to put that new thing into its proper place. And so if the thing stays new or a challenge, a problem stays in front of us, we don't get, our brain doesn't get to relax until it solved it. What am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. So if our, we don't have good rules for behavior, kids are going to be forever trying to find what is the thing that's going to help me know what I need to do in order to keep myself in a good place where I'm not getting myself in trouble, bad things aren't happening to me. Mm-hmm. And so that predictability need is strong, and it's strong in all of us. As parents, we need that predictability yeah. too. And if our house houses are chaotic, if we don't have good structures in place, we all feel that upheaval. Mm-hmm. But as an adults, we can deal with that a little bit more because we're ones in the power position who can say, hey, let's get this place cleaned up. But the kids don't have that. So the parents can create more predictability is what you're saying, and Mm -hmm. it can do that in the home for the kids. And maybe the grandparents can have some input in that too. I don't know exactly how that works, but... Were you talking about this cliffside thing? Is that a literal thing? Is that at the family yeah, experience, or where, where do you that's do That's what that? I'm envisioning. Yeah. When we talk wow. about all these different things, one of the one of the blessings for Project Patch is we have some donors donate um, 500 acres in yeah. Goldendale, Washington, yeah. as this family retreat that we've built. And so we believe that families learn through activities, and one of the activities on our, our program is a hike, and we don't just hike for hiking's sake. We, we do some lessons through it. So it's an nice. amazing site that, that God's provided to, to yeah. really equip families for this this real world that they live in tell us mm-hmm. more about that i mean how uh, what kind of families can participate and uh, how does that process work well and this sounds like a cop-out what we say is every family should uh-huh. and i draw this model that that 
you know, you talked about dysfunction. None of us are, are have it all together. Right. You know, we pretend. Um, some families get away with it because they just they just can't. You know, parents that get angry, um, some exaggeration, some manipulation, kids that that huff and puff and and disrespect. They they can get away with it until something really stressful happens. Right. And so what we recognize is that you can't control when the stress happens, but suddenly when stress happens, more is demanded. Um, several weeks ago, I was in Chicago for a burial of a, of a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, 41 years old, died of, of cancer. Mm-hmm. And he's got teenage sons, 15, 17, 19. Wow. And now mom is a single mom with three boys. Yeah. And wow. in the days following just simply the, his passing, they've had to talk about things they've had to solve things the types of things that they have to deal with increased and they're a neat family but more is demanded of them right and so in this world that we're looking at is that families get to these situations whether it's blended families single parent or just puberty surprising us Mm -hmm. that families can't get away with that dysfunction and in that moment of heat is not a time for most of us we're you know like you said the brain's telling us run right and that's the time that we should be running toward each other not away from each other mm. but the skill set's not there and so you know as a as an organization whether it's in our seminars or our family experience what we are recognizing is that what can we do to help families um have that skill set to, to to interact um you know our our start was in at-risk teens and it breaks our heart to see these kids living blown up lives Mm -hmm. you know that are doing things that harm themselves and others Uh, in almost every one of these situations we we looked at it and said if we could have got help that family you know three four years ago all this pain could have been diminished Mm -hmm. you know maybe not prevented but but it's good people that love their kids dearly that aren't sure how to help Mm-hmm. You know, and so for us coming alongside a family and saying it's hard, but we can help and there's some skill sets that we can really agree upon um, that can really make some differences in your life and your kid's life is is super exciting. This sounds like the mission of Project Patch and of you personally, because I see how passionate you are mm-hmm. about this and very engaged. How long have you been executive director at Project Patch? Five years now. Okay. kind of goes by fast and it's been 10 years since I've been with the organization. I had originally agreed to three years. Okay. <laughs> yes. And and God is so good that he that he um you know sometimes doesn't give us the full picture because we'd run away screaming. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. <laughs> but I'm really glad to be a part of, of something that's significant. Oh yeah. And I want to hear more about Project Patch. So let's get into that some. You were talking about the family experience. Can you uh describe that a little bit more about, you know, w- what you do and what the schedule is and Yeah, so it's a, it's a precisely that it's an experience for the whole family. It's a 4-day, 3-night um, experience in Goldendale, Washington, which we've got 500 wooded acres, really amazing property, a resort for families. And what we take the families through is, is building their foundations. We've spoke about some of them, um, but everything from personality to conflict to communication. And we do some teaching. We use coaches from, from the Portland area that'll do some of the teaching. Mm-hmm. And then we get out on a low ropes course and we do a bunch of activities and games and stuff that either reinforce a skill or create a hunger for a skill. Yeah. Um, we eat fantastic meals while we're there. It's Cordon Bleu trained chef and, and beds that are the most comfortable thing you can Isn't imagine. That great? And it's, it's, it's amazing to see what happens when families, the entire family, not, not pointing fingers, but, but gets together and, and looks at what can we do to really pull together? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love to see the, the changes that families make. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to say to our listeners that you can go to projectpatch.org 
and uh, there's some things there. Click on a tab, and I navigated around and got to there. It's a great website, by the way. And then also you can get to a good landing page by going to secondhalfnow.com. And then on this podcast that you clicked on to hear this, uh, above above the explanation of the show for today, there's a mouse over. You just click on that, and it'll take you to a great informational introduction and, and um, landing page. for. It just brings you into everything that uh, the Project Patch has to offer. So um, people can learn more about the family experience. And mm-hmm. tell us more. Tell us about the, uh, the Youth Ranch. Yeah, the Youth Ranch is just a special place that, that God created to give kids a chance to restore hope. Yeah. You know, people ask us all the time, why would a kid ingest stuff into their body? Why would kids um, do things that are, are life-destroying? Why would they drop out of school when they know that it's going to cause pain? And the, mm-hmm. the reality is they do it because they're hopeless. We've mm-hmm. got counselors, a school, Joint Commission accredited, licensed program, chaplain that works, and we throw the kitchen sink at the kids, if that makes any sense metaphorically, to, to in a really highly intensely relational way to, to help kids yeah. transform from a point of hopelessness to hope. So who is this uh, Youth Ranch for, and what exactly do you do? We're going to hear that right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 503-780-3030. 
And we're back. We want to give a big shout out to our partners. And uh, on the first half, we mentioned uh, some of them, and, and the list is getting so big, we have to split it up. So we want to mention uh, Northwest Web Creation Company, Legal Shield, and ID Shield. And uh, Denise, we have a few more on the list. We sure do. We have um, some great partnerships in Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. Chuck, let's get back to what we were talking about because we want to take advantage of every minute we have with you today because there's just so much to talk about. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to get us back to talking to that family that is experiencing pressures and challenges. What are some reasonable goals for them? When you're talking about these themes yeah. and covenants, let's get it down. How can we get our parents oriented to have reasonable expectations for life? You know, and I, and I think that's one of the things that, that we press, I guess, to answer it in two parts, is one, parents have to realize that they're not the only ones. And so reaching out to other people is, is key. You know, and so so many families just feel like they're the only one struggling with something or their kid's the only one going through it. And so our th- our firm belief is that it takes community to raise kids. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's coming from church, support groups, reaching out to, to other people, being parts of this sort of conversation is is really key. When we teach the family experience, we teach it in a, in a community. So it's several families at a time going through. And that power of knowing that you're not the only one right. is, is really important because so many times people feel inadequate right. and just overwhelmed and, and need mm-hmm. to stop that. The other thing is just realizing that fear plays this major role that so many parents don't even realize. Um, I share over and over, and, and I think for grandparents that are listening here, they might not realize why, why their kids are doing certain things, why their kids won't let their 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 grandchildren cut things or deal with equipment, or I mean, just they don't understand why they're being so hyper hyper careful with their mm-hmm. their kids. Mm-hmm. And what we have to just realizes as, as as people now is that there's this climate of fear that starts even before the child is born you know i, I joke around at seminars quite a bit about the the what to expect when you're expecting books right. there's a bunch of them and right. by theory they're good but the outcome is really painful because what we realize is that before the child's even born the parents have been overwhelmed their, their to-do list of singing to the baby and talking to the baby and not drinking this and taking these vitamins and getting the right amount of sleep and thinking the right thoughts and all they can't do it that is such a good point they can't do it and so when the baby is born they're already feeling like they're bad parents Mm -hmm. you know that i'm not giving this kid the, the best chance and when the kid starts having behavioral problems rather than you know re respond to the kid's needs they're feeling this twinge of that's probably because I ate that whole pack of Doritos. Wow, no <laughs> kidding, right? And, and so, you know, just appreciating that this role of fear has a has a place um, in us, but that has to be broken. You know, that, that really has mm-hmm. to be broken. The other thing is that we can't control the outcome. You know, as parents, there's, there's that sense that we don't realize that we're raising kids that are free moral agents. That's and right. that's, they're not robots. We can't mm-hmm. program them. We could be the very best parents in the world that are lovingly responding to their needs and they can break our hearts. Right. You know, and to even know that and still engage in that relationship, um, you know, God's given us the example of how he does that. You know, how he works with us to restore a relationship and to enter into covenant with us even when he knows that we 
respond like little brats, mm. <laughs> you know, that are unpredictable. And so he's always winning our hearts. And so as parents, you know, just realizing that, yes, we have fear um, and we have fear about outcomes and feeling a lot of guilt. And so what I'm saying to parents is take a big breath, realize that all this stuff is shaping you um, and parent anyway, you know, do the next mm. best thing that you can mm-hmm. do, enter into your kid's life, have the tough conversations um, rely on people like you've never relied on before because um, you need it. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a need for community and support. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about exactly what Project Patch mm-hmm. does offer as resources. And we are, frankly and unfortunately, running out of time here. But let's let's focus on Project Patch. We talked about the family experience. Mm-hmm. In Goldendale, this wonderful lodge and 500 acres and a Cordon Bleu trained yes. chef. I'm liking that. that. I like that. I'm going to get my kids to come back so we can go out there. And they're 30 and 34, and one of them's out of the country. So anyway, uh, we were talking about the youth ranch in Idaho, mm-hmm. and who is that for? And We're licensed both boys and girls ages 12 through 17. Okay. And so that's really at that point that parents can't keep their kids safe, and there's really no plan to change that. And so it's it's really a, a down the line a ways. And so that's our youth ranch is there upstream from that's our family program. And really further upstream is that we've got a thing called today's family experience. And it's our outreach. What we realize is that what can we do to strengthen the community Mm, to keep parents safe? So it's a combination of blogs, podcasts, writing stuff that we do. Um, We're loving to be out in seminars in the community, really encouraging parents and creating discussion around these things. And so all that information is available. But really those three areas is what would it look like if teens had hope, if families knew how to thrive, and and if communities were really empowered and equipped to support teens and, and kids? Wow, that's awesome. That sounds ideal. And you're right in the middle of all that. And I know you're not the only ones doing this kind mm-hmm. of work, but uh, there's networking and and uh, mission sharing and stuff like that. I know you network with uh, marriage team and help families or uh, couples, you know, who need to kind of get their stuff together. You refer them to a marriage team. And they were in uh, uh, at a, at a re- re- uh, what do I want to say, a previous show, mm-hmm. uh, Al and Autumn Ray, right? Yeah, right. right? Yep. yeah. Fantastic, fantastic ministry. And what we recognize is that there are so many different sides to this. Yeah. And as a ministry, we do some of it and, and we bring in uh, other resources. Shared Hope does does their, their work to help prevent um, the sex trafficking that we deal with. We w- work with um, all sorts of resources from... from um, coaching kids at school. I mean, you name it. We want to be a part of the the big answer. Yeah. So I have a note here to uh, talk to you about uh, volunteers or actually ask you about Mm -hmm. volunteers. So there's so much that you do. How could a person listening now say, you know what? I can make a difference. I I have some skills. I have some time. I have some energy. Um, Put me to work. What what kind of volunteer do? Yeah. um, You know, really the key that we need right now is a less glamorous jobs of volunteering and so we really need some help in our in our administrative office which okay. is just across the river in vancouver okay. um, on mail plane and so there's a lot of needs having to do with helping us with mailings helping us with projects that we're working on with with data collection um, our site in goldendale which is about two hours from here in portland has a lot of needs for just helping with the family um, everything from cooking to cleaning to some maintenance type things okay um, yeah. and so contact if they go onto our website there's a contact us link We'd love to talk one-on-one with that. A lot of people want to deal with our at-risk teens. And so please understand that we love your support, but it's a highly regulated, difficult thing. You know, one other thing I just want to share is that we do have a a special part of our website. If you go to projectpatch.org and then forward slash prayer, um, what we've done is that. that we've got a... 
it's so easy to tell people pray for us and nonprofits do it all the time and it sounds cliched and we really came to the conviction that asking people to pray for us without equipping them for prayer right is mm. is something that that we shouldn't be doing and so we've developed a, a resource it's it's will educate you in some of the aspects of our program and how to pray for it and then it's just an ongoing newsletter in which um, we share prayer needs for our team our staff you know our, our kids that we're dealing with and and then also give you updates on unanswered prayers and so we're really excited we want people to be involved with that and you're communicating what the specific prayer requests are yeah not yep. just uh, you know, Lord bless uh, Project Patch, but uh, some specific things. Thank you. That really helps. Yeah, because I think we want to be specific. Do you, do you share um, answers to prayer or how things are turning out uh, when you're in the middle of a, a new project or a challenge or something? Yeah, it, we we share both. You know, a lot of times the outcome is is long term, right. but we share as much of the outcome as we can, right. um, realizing that that there's. There's such encouragement to know the power of prayer, right? And and the like I said earlier, there are lives being changed all the time, and and we're front seat to that. Yeah. And and I think that's what God calls us to do is is have a spirit of rejoicing with yeah. with the work that we're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's His work, mm-hmm. and so we're we're alongside of it, and so not a spirit of fear. But so there are a lot of requests, but but we definitely want to encourage people to be a part of this. And so many times they don't know what to pray for or don't get the results, and so this is a real easy way that they can connect, subscribe, mm-hmm. and. And, you know, just on a natural basis in your inbox, get, get specific things to pray for. Excellent. And I imagine some people are listening and say, well, I got, I don't have the skills or the time or the talent or whatever else. I can't do that. But can I provide some financial resources? So I wanted to ask you about funding, uh, about uh, just generally what your current funding sources are and some practical ways that one of our listeners could get in touch with you and find out how they could be in help in that category. Yeah, we... This is one of the areas that that God is at work on touching people's hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and connecting them because on paper it doesn't make much sense. Right. Um, we've got a, a, a conviction as a ministry that we serve kids despite the family resources, you know. So, so what that looks like on paper is that average family is paying about seventeen hundred dollars a month for their kid to be at the youth ranch. Um, cost is 6900 and so you start doing the math and you're mm. looking at 30 some kids in a program at a time you're looking at a huge need annually we're raising about 1.5 million dollars a majority of that's going to help kids okay, yeah. receive services that the family can't afford right. and that's a long term i know we talked about yeah. this at off air but 14 months did you say that uh, when you have just about 14 the, months you, yeah, yeah so that's that's reshaping and reforming and uh, giving hope and help mm-hmm. yeah. to a mm-hmm. to a teenager yeah. yeah and so it's it's a partnership and and for us to me that this is one of the most, more amazing things it's just to see the generosity of people out there yeah. that invest in kids that have little little in the short term to, to return to them. Right, mm-hmm. right. What yeah. a great opportunity mm-hmm. for somebody who has financial resources and maybe they don't have time or an inclination to, you know, go to your office and stuff envelopes or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, but uh, you can change a person's life, make an investment in the life of a family because it's not just the teenager, it's the entire family. Yep. And yeah. your community. Yeah. That's Good. right. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up. So uh, uh, Denise, final thoughts. Why don't you... Uh, Express what I know you're thinking about something right now. I am thinking about something. I was thinking about what you said, Chuck, about folks who uh, might be drawn and really have a desire to help 
young uh, people at the at the ranch and your uh, concern about that is that that's a pretty tricky proposition and there are some um, obstacles like licenses and things like that and training and all Mm -hmm. but what I think is so important about what you are putting out there in the form of resources is that there is so much information that is available to us these days that any adult can be a support person, a mentor, a coach mm-hmm. for any young person. And as a matter of fact, really all of our young people these days are at risk. They're just, there's just more risk and less risk. Yeah. And so yep. having an intentional relationship with a young person and using mm-hmm. the tools and resources that Pat Project Patch provides can be one of those wonderful ways for people to do what is so important to us in doing this show, and that is find a place where you can serve others according to the way God has made you. Mm. And that's what I'm really excited about this organization. It's looking at the full spectrum of young people and what they need. Chuck, how about some, thank you, Denise, some final words from you? Well, you said it so beautifully. To me, the, the God called us dragged us into this ministry 31 years ago (laughs) and i hope as you're listening that you feel that same call you know that this isn't something to wait for someone else to solve not to look for technology not to look for some school system or government or anyone else to solve god is calling you to a specific kid whether it's a grandchild neighborhood kid or or someone and so many times we're waiting to be equipped before we're called and what i i want to say is that step into their lives look for resources do it with a matter of prayer Mm -hmm. and God will do miracles that like you can't you can't believe. And well, you know, boy, will you be blessed? You will be blessed. And so, just want to encourage people is is don't don't wait. You know, get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, show your caring, and, and it will make a difference. What you said reminded me of a quote that goes like this. It says, uh, "God doesn't call the equipped; He equips the call." Mm, true. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you again very much. And my final words are: There's a whole lot of uh, information and resource available at ProjectPatch.org. Or uh, go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and click on that, uh, the title of the, of the show, and it opens up uh, kind of a portal to everything along with the landing page. Right. So much here, Chuck. Thank you. God bless you uh, for being here. And will you come back another time? Would love to. Thank you. I know you've got more to say because uh, we just barely touched on some of these things. So uh, thank you again. So that is our program for today. Uh, tune in every Monday on the radio, 5.30 to 6, for the on-air portion of each show. Then, of course, go to secondhalfnow.com for part two, the podcast, which, of course, is available around the clock 24-7. So uh, we have a fairly functional website, and uh, you can fill out a contact form and ask any question, make suggestions. Uh, if you didn't get uh, the contact information for Chuck, uh, always go to our website and fill out that contact form, and we'll get back in touch with you. So that is it for this show. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, and we are saying goodbye for now. Until next time, may God give you a life that honors Him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on our website or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. on the radio. KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. 
Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.